Yes, yes. We are yes, back. Yes, yes, yes. Fuji's in the pod, your mom's favorite duo, back in the studio again. What are you telling me, Andy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I'm a bit annoyed. Obviously, we had some mishaps with Zoom just now. Um, the recording kind of. I say the recording cut. I forgot to press record a bit, but <laughs> move. Um, apologies for that. But anyway, uh, I'm excited. We've got a special guest back in the building. Oh, back in the building. Back on Zoom. We've got uh, Aces. Aces is back in. Back What's going on, guys? What are you saying, man? How are you? Yeah, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. I'm cool. Obviously, it's been a while. Yeah. It has been a while. I remember the last one was with. Uh, uh, Cavelli and Shabers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, I saw him. Um, I know I him, he he did a mix on on No Signal. I think. I think yeah, I, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. So big up Shabers, big up Cavelli as well. I haven't really spoke to um Cavelli for a while, but uh, me and Shabers like we last spoke when he got me on like one of his podcast things that he's yeah, trying he to do. Started doing that as well, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He got me on that and that was pretty fun. So, yeah, yeah big up to Shea Biz, man. He's definitely doing a lot with the DJ stuff and whatever. Yeah, no, he's so. going in. He's going in. It's good to see. Um, but anyway, yeah, man. How are you? How have you been? It's, been? it's been a while. It has been a while. Like, I've just been... Obviously, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't put out music for a while, if you've noticed. Mm. Uh, my last track I put out was that Brooklyn song, yeah. which I put we'll out get, four months ago. Yeah, but that was actually recorded in like sometime early 2019. Okay. Um, so it's like even though I put it out now, what well, actually not early 2019, I think it was around September time 2019. Okay. But it took months for us to put it out. Like that wasn't on me, that was on you know on their side, but uh it's out now anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um it's one of those ones where yeah, like, I haven't I haven't released music for a while because I just been focused on other things, I've been focused yeah. on business and stuff like that. So Sometimes you have to kind of take a sacrifice in order to, you know, push something else up, mm. you know. So sometimes you got to focus on something else to bring something else up. But it's like if you're focusing on two things at one time, then they're always just going to be on this level. But yeah. if you focus on one thing, then you can push that one up more and then you go to the next. Rather mm. than focusing on two things, it just always yeah, no, stays yeah. stagnant. So that's kind of like what it was for me. Okay. Um, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I've been cool. I mean, we said it earlier, but it's been a crazy year. Right? So just been trying to hang in there. Um, and just looking, looking ahead, man. Looking forward, trying to. Um, we've done our best with this, trying to put out as much content as we can. But it's hard. I see lo- that, man. Trust it's hard in lockdown. You see man. that? It's hard, it's but like that's bro, why you I'm have to do doing, stuff like this. Damn, yeah. I'm, there, I'm doing gymnastics. Alright, what can I put out now? Because, <laughs> but um, at least just trying to keep a little bit of momentum until things kind of go back to normal in a sense where we can get back in the studio, or, like record a bit more regularly and stuff. But. Um, yeah, I mean, about you, Green Lantern? That's your name. That's your name today, <laughs> Green Lantern, because of the green. You know what I mean? The green. I hear, yeah, 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 yeah go on. I'm trying. I'm trying. Nah, um, I don't think things are ever gonna go back to normal though. Like, yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think it'll go back to normal world now. The way it was. But to be fair, there's things that needed to change anyway, so it's good that it's not going to go back to Fact. how exactly how it was. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the Zoom recordings. So, yeah, much so, do more, I. so much easier to make them. Like I don't need it's it's easier easier to make them. And you're in the comfort of your own home. You haven't got to worry about traveling here, because, traveling there. You not do you not feel that convenient. sometimes sometimes something's a bit missing from like the having a interaction in person? Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, thinking yeah. about that today. I was, I was actually thinking, I was like, if the studio were open now, would I want to like be going back on a regular basis? And I'm like, Yeah. Because it is actually a lot easier in the sense of like we're just at yard. I'm like I'm in my room right now. Like you know you don't really have to go. Anywhere. But I feel like I feel like this is making people even more lazier though. 
It's the same thing with like convenience, you know, like everything we can get to our door now. Like my brother was talking to me about it the other day. Uh, like he's smart, like like he's smart. He's 17, but he, like he knows a lot. And he's just like, um, you know, like back in the day, like we had to go out and, you know, like sometimes travel to different countries to get certain products. Mm. Now it's like the products come straight to our door, even if they are from different countries, you know, like they come, they're stored in a warehouse, they come straight to our door through mm. services like Amazon. And it's like, we haven't got that same kind of, um get up and go that we used to have before to go get certain things because now it's like everything comes to our door he's like furniture you don't have to go to furniture shops now yeah. it comes straight to your door you know like everything comes to your door yeah. so and i feel like because of that a lot of these brick and mortar businesses for those people that don't know what brick and mortar is it's just a business that has a shop or some sort of uh mm. presence outside like a lot of these businesses are closing down yeah and um the little ones are really struggling but it's like the big ones that you never thought would close down are closing down. Look at yeah. somebody like Sydney World, for example. You know, yeah. they're a big cinema. Uh, they put out today that they're closing down, like, all of their cinemas in the UK or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like I've, I've, I've seen bakery shops close down. I've seen this shop, that shop close down. So there's, cer- there's certain shops that I think it's difficult for them to stay. Like, something, something like, you know how they were trying to get everyone to go Costa Coffee and yeah. to them places? Yeah. Uh, um, some of these things that I don't really care about, like if, That's what I'm saying, yeah. like, talk, like it's, it's it's about things closing, like a Cine World, a Costa Coffee. I mean, it's, it's yeah. nothing to me. But, but it's you know, still, but it's still sad. Like it's still sad. Like on like like on the business's side, because that's somebody that has a whole dream, a whole brand. Costa Coffee, that's a global corporate. See, yeah. where where for me it's an issue is the is the small businesses. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I do feel bad for the people that work at Costa Coffee and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a problem. That's a problem yeah. across all businesses, though. That's yeah, not even yeah. the brick and mortar problem. Like, yeah, the whole market has gone smaller. Yeah, but it's but even like, like but, but but like even like for the CEOs, remember, like they got like big overheads to cover as well. So it's like a lot of people, yeah, they might feel sorry for the workers, which is true. But you gotta think about them. Like they have overheads as well. They got things to pay I mean, as well. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's true. Nah, but I'd be, think, I'd be thinking about that too. Yeah, now nah, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, obviously, like they're in a better position than we are. But as they say, more money, more problems. Anyway, like a lot yeah, of people feel yeah, like rich people ain't got problems, but they definitely do have yeah. a lot of problems for sure. Yeah. But. It's just like, yeah, I feel like um, talking about the convenience thing, I feel like it just makes people a lot more lazier now. It's like, even though you're at home, it's like you haven't really got that same kind of get up and go, that same drive, mm. that yeah. same motivation. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And as you said, that same human interaction. Yeah. Sometimes you think being at home is going to be easier, but sometimes it's harder. It's like basic workout plans. Some people, like, they've really been working out during quarantine at home. Other people like me, I can't do that. I have to go yeah, to the I gym. I, I haven't got that motivation to work out at home. I but I admire people that do. But it's like different people work differently. So the whole fact that a lot of things are closing down and, you know, we can't go out here, we can't go out there, it's affecting a lot of people, especially mm, yeah. if you're an extrovert. Like, I'm an extrovert. Like, I love being around people. Mm. If I'm not around people, like, it Fs me up inside, do you know what I mean? Because I like being around people. I don't like just being closed off too much, you know? Yeah. Like, it's very important for us to have human interaction, yeah. you know? But what this quarantine has taught me, though, is that I can be introvert as well. Do you know what I mean? I can be a bit of both, but as a whole, I'm definitely extrovert. But mm. my, my, I, I, was, I was kind of, like, more in touch with my introvert side. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then you realise, like, how much things you can get done from your crib. You can mm. get a lot of stuff done, like, just being in a crib. Yeah, no, I hear that, man. I hear that definitely. Um, before we before we go any further, 
Um, obviously, we're all about the music here, so let, let's just quickly break down what everyone's yeah, been listening well. to. Yeah. Uh, I know we did this already, but we'll do it again. We'll do it um, again. Let's yeah, go. Aces, Aces, what have you been listening to, man? Uh, so, from the top of my head, uh, Big Sean, Detroit 2, and uh, 21 Savage, new album as well, mm. I've listened mm. to. Um, but yeah, I, I, I consume so much music, it's like, I can't tell you everything I listen to because sometimes I don't even know. I'm always listening no, to different yeah. people. But, like, yeah, the ones that do stick with me because they're the most recent is Big Sean Detroit mm. 2 and 21 Savage's album. I think I dropped I'm not yesterday asking, or the day about, before. You talk about consuming a lot of music and I also yeah. consume a lot of music. How How has your music consumption, has it changed much because of the lockdown? Because for me personally, I found that I'm finding it more difficult, to, especially songs that I would usually like, like Enjoy. those singles that you hear in like clubs and that kind of stuff. Obviously, we're not going to clubs and we're not yeah. outside like that. I'm not really enjoying them the same. So I'll listen to a couple of projects here and there, but I'm not even really rushing to listen to music how I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm listening to a lot more podcasts than I used to listen to compared to music. Um, but yeah, how, how's your music consumption changed? Uh, I mean, more time now. Like, I, I, I mean, like, I always keep up to date with like new music that drops. So obviously, yeah. I'm subscribed to like GRM, Link Up, um, World Star Hip Hop, all these kind of channels. So any new music that drops, I watch every single one of those videos. You know mm. what I mean on YouTube. So I'm always like up to date with music. Mm. Um, when it comes to like, yeah, like whether or not my music consumption has changed, like on that side of things, no, because okay. I've been doing this religiously since I was like 15. Mm. Every day, you know, on YouTube, like checking out new music. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I used to do YouTube and Worldstar, but that's way too much. <laughs> I used to go on Worldstar every day, check out all of the videos, check out YouTube videos. I probably used to consume about 50 videos a day, but that's way okay. too much. That's now I probably consume about 20 videos a day, but that's mm. still a lot. Now maybe even 30, 40. That's still a lot of videos, but it's like, yeah, yeah like I'm always, I'm always up to date with like new music. So mm. for me, it's like music that I enjoy. I listen to in the car because I've got um, a subwoofer in the back. Okay. So the bass really hits. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. if I enjoy music, then I'm enjoying music when I'm driving around. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But or like even like you know, I have speakers here. When I'm getting ready, I listen to music and I may enjoy it. But driving around, I enjoy it. But yeah, because we haven't got that same kind of interaction of going to clubs and stuff like that. Certain music is not gonna have the same effects on you no more. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I definitely agree with you. But I think that I'm definitely consuming more maybe now than before because it's like now you're just that crib it's like you know yeah. what i mean but you know, like the type of music has changed because like yeah it's true man. my know, type like, has changed if you're, if you're saying I'm like, like, on an educational like journey right now yeah how about what you say what were you saying i didn't hear you said yeah no i was gonna say like do you really want to hear like a club banger right now like i feel like i've been listening to a lot more introspective sort of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i watched um, like, i watched Kano did, you know, he started this thing, New and Talk, where he sits down with the artists on Zoom and they talk for like a hour. I, I, I know he started it, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I watched this one with Getz, I think that was the first episode, and they were both, they were all saying, I mean, they were both saying like the music with, with substance, like the, the, um, the stuff that's not just sort of a quick hit here and there, um, is the stuff that's sort of lingering with them in this period. Um, and that's probably to do with it, like the fact that just, just the setting that you're listening to music has changed to prior to lockdown and stuff. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. But yeah, nah, um, what have you been listening to, Isaac? Uh, yeah, no, the Detroit 2, that mm. Big Sean, Big Sean album. Uh, mm. I like, like I said before, I think it was a bit long, but in general, I like that album, especially like the first half of it. Mm. Um, there's like some Spillage City album that came out, Spillage or Spillage City, like JID, Earth Gang, um, and then like number of collaborators. Yeah. 
That's sick. I really like that album. Yeah, um, so my brother was telling me about it. I, need to listen. I, I heard the well, there's one track that they put a video out for JID spitting on his like back, like end of the world, no? Uh, end of days, something like that. I, don't, they put I don't out know. one called End of Days, but they, I mean that whole album was is life. Um, okay. Yeah, I would definitely recommend giving that a spin. Um, oh, that's really. That's mainly it, you know. I haven't listened to too much music recently. I've kind of been like you, like I've been sort of listening to podcasts, like yeah. reading. Like I haven't listened to too much recently. Maybe it is because I don't know. I'm just not always getting that vibe right now to listen to music. But I will check out Twenty One Savage album that just came out. Yeah. I started listening to the Nines album. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, the Nines album. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah. The Nines album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean. I mean, I wasn't really too much of a big fan of the new Nines album, to be honest. Like, Listen, I like it. Plus Nines enough for this podcast, bro. <laughs> I like I, it. I, I liked it. I quite I liked it. it. No, no, no. no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I don't like it, but I'm just saying I'm I'm not the biggest fan of it. I prefer like his first, you know, like uh, Church Road to Hollywood, and mm. I prefer One Foot In, uh, One mm-hmm. Foot Out, and I prefer like you know like like those old tapes. But like yeah. the new one, I feel like it was like kind of more commercial, which is which is a good shot for him. But I just feel like, you know, like the nines that I'm used nines, to listening yeah. to is like, I kind of prefer that. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that, I hear that. Yeah. Um, Heady One, let's talk about that. Heady One has Heady a new, pro- new on project Friday. dropping. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward, forward to the, okay. yeah, same. I'm looking forward to the future and, uh, um, yeah. and the cash paid feature. Yeah. Now for me as well, because Heady, looking at his trajectory, um, yeah. I've liked every one of his projects. Um, probably my, I think my favorite of his project, well, actually, I didn't really like that kind of alternative thing he was doing on his last one but before that the music and road um i really like music and road that was one of my favorite albums last year so all one of my favorite projects last year so i feel like him coming now to do his debut album like there's definitely a different focus to him and i feel like it's definitely gonna it's gonna bang put a paper <laughs> put a paper as a hardest i haven't listened to it yet put a paper as a hardest as a hardest album of the year i'm sorry I but did, he does I, just I haven't listened to it he yet. does he does yeah. he does like he like he really came with that real that that real rap yeah put a paper i don't know how i forgot about him but yeah put a paper for real yeah um, in terms of what i've been listening to um like you heard we started with uh bryson tiller mm. um, bryson's back he dropped his album on friday as well what was it saying it was all right. It was all right. It wasn't amazing, but yeah. for me, I'm just happy to get something because the guy was silent for like three years. And um, not only that as well, I think he's, he's trying to go back to the, the sort of trap soul sound that he had because I think he realized that when he tried to do, what he tried to do with his last album didn't really work. Yeah. Um, even though to me, it wasn't, I mean, I liked it. It wasn't, it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't. There were some okay songs. There were some yeah, okay songs. Yeah, it was all right. Like I still listened to some of it, but um, definitely... Uh, you can see that he's trying to go back to the Trap Soul thing. I mean, he's called it Anniversary. It's the fight. He's dropped it on the five-year anniversary of Trap Soul or something. Um, he's, even the album cover looks like the Trap Soul cover. So he's, going, he's trying to go back to what, what made him successful, which I hear. Um, and honestly, like, it was just nice to sort of listen to, because to he put out the deluxe edition of Trap Soul. It was nice to listen to that and sort of... Um, it took me back to, to you know 2015 times the bubble jacket the hat with that and the, yeah the he influenced a lot of people like in fashion he influenced a lot I'm, of people I'm, I'm, I'm one of them man i can't lie so yeah <laughs> musically even musically influenced quite a lot of people right yeah, yeah as yeah, well musically, musically he did yeah that's true as well that's true wait this, is, this album came out a while ago um but uh what do you guys think of the uh, party next door album i didn't hear it to be honest so I, so yeah i can't talk on that didn't hear it at all nah. 
It was oh, good. Wow. It was good, but I thought um, I like I preferred it to P three, but I still think his best stuff was P one and P two. So like, um, I don't know. I just feel like because with him and with the weekend as well, I feel like they've changed their sounds a bit from the stuff that I like. Yeah. yeah. But I like Party Next Door's uh, album though. I liked I liked P three as well. To be fair, I like this one more. Um, P three, I found yeah, cool. those vibes. I was listening to that for a good period of time. I think it dropped in the summer, right? No, it dropped, in March, it dropped right at the stop. Right yeah, I was listening to it for a while. Uh, yeah. Weekend's new music, I'm not that fond of, but yeah, it's, it's too poppy for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what it is, yeah. I saw someone tweet that R and B. This has been the strongest year for R and B since the '90s, which I'm not 100 percent I'd agree with, but. I will say it's been a very strong year for R&B, and I don't know if it's because like lockdown's got me in my feelings or something, but like <laughs> I've, been, I've been listening to a lot, of, a lot of R&B, man, and I feel like we've had a lot of good projects, like from loads of people, people that I didn't even really listen to before, like Give You on Drop Two. I didn't even really know who he was until this year. Um, mm. Who else? Like uh, Janae dropped something. Uh, Summer Walker dropped something. Like we've had releases from everyone, and uh, Kelani dropped as well. And I'm being like, you know, it's been it's been a good year for R&B. I think once we get to the end of the year and I kind of go back and listen through, I think I'll find that a lot of the sort of better projects this year have been R&B projects. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so um, moving on, yeah. um, Aces, what have, you, what have you been up to, man? What, what have you, I've, I've noticed that you've been putting out a lot of content on YouTube. Yeah. You mentioned about trying to sort of shift your focus a little bit. So yeah. that not solely on music, but on other things. Yeah. So you want to go into more detail about that? For sure, for sure. So obviously, like, uh, let's start with the YouTube stuff. So I've been doing reaction videos. Um, so like mainly to like UK, you know, UK rap. I did do, I think, like one or two like American reaction videos, but mainly to UK rap because I know that reaction videos is something that takes off and is actually kind of enjoyable, you know, like just to listen to music and critique it. But like reaction videos, like, you know, like they pull in a good amount of views. And there's people that just do reaction videos and their channels are like yeah. almost a million. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. some of them are millions. Like, like those two guys, I can't remember yes. what they're called in yeah, America. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember their names. But like those two, yeah, 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 yeah. Like those yeah, yeah. two guys, they were, they were, they're on like how many millions of subscribers and they just do, they just do reaction videos. And then one of them started doing rap as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So he used that as, as, as leverage. Yeah. So for me, it's just like thinking of content to put out. Like what content can I put out that's, that's good, uh, that people enjoy, uh, that can bring in, you know, views, bring in traction, et cetera, et cetera. And mm. that's not too hard to edit because mm. I edit it straight off of my phone on iMovie. Okay. It takes okay. me about 10 minutes to edit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because what I do, I've, I've realized some uh, react, uh, reactors, they just watch the whole video and then they talk about it afterwards. So then that's what I done. When I first started, I was trying to do the stop and the pause and the yeah, this and so, the that. But sometimes you can still get flagged by YouTube, like, if you do that. So I'm just like, let me just watch the whole video and talk about it afterwards. Like, if YouTube flagged the video, they flagged the video. But at least I didn't waste time trying to, like, you know, talk and change certain things when it comes to editing. So that's what I do. And then I talk about it afterwards. And at least people can enjoy the song. Because I know sometimes if it's a song that I just heard, but the guy keeps chopping and changing. Sometimes I just want to hear the song like during your reaction. <laughs> so I kind of feel like it, it kind of works in your favor as well. So yeah. that's what I do. Uh, well, you know what I was doing. I haven't done it for a while. I haven't dropped something on my YouTube channel for like a month now. 
But That's I need fair. to get I need to get back on it. Yeah, yeah, I need to get back on it. The last one I done was with my cousin. We we're just having like a Oh, I saw that. You're in, yeah. in the car talking about Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a conversation yeah. about like uh like how people measure success and stuff like yeah, that. But that, it's just like um yeah, for me, I'm just trying to be like more versatile. I'm, I'm trying to be more than just a just an artist, you know. Mm. Um, matter of fact, I need to stop using the word trying. Like somebody told me the other day, like don't use the word trying because you're doing it. Yeah, but yeah. I'm being more than just an artist, you know. Like yeah. I'm putting out different kind of content, and I'm just kind of like I'm trying to kind of build a more. Um, I'm trying, like I'm building, like yeah, exactly. Like I'm building something where people can actually know me for me, and people mm. can see different elements of me. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's so important for a brand, and that's why somebody like H has done so well. Cause he does vlogs and he does this and he does, you know, he does that. But yeah, 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 yeah. On this channel, like, there's some vlogs and stuff. But somebody like even uh, like my boy Muller Juice, like, look at him, like, like you know, like Muller Juice has done very well with uh, the Mad Unk stuff and the reaction videos and this and that and do you know what I mean? And um, and even his music. So he's kind of you know like doing things like kind of how I'm doing things. Mm, mm. So it's just like I feel like it's important, and I feel like a lot of artists is now. If you've looked at their YouTube video, uh, YouTube channels, they're doing different kind of videos now. Yeah. Like you know, like rappers and singers and whatever, they're doing different kind of videos. So I think it's important as a creative, because as an artist or a creative, just to do creative things. Do you know what I mean? No, so yeah, I think I think there's definitely value in it, especially from a branding perspective. Yeah, it's all about yeah. If you're trying to. As an artist, it's I about building most, leverage. Yeah, not only that, as an artist, the most valuable thing you can do is connect with your audience. Exactly, facts. If you have to find a way to connect with your audience outside exactly. of just a music, especially now that you can't even have live shows or anything like that. Um, right. And we'll talk about how sort of COVID has affected the, the music industry and just affected creatives in general. But it's like you have to, if, if the way you sort of connect with your audience is through, you know, putting out content on YouTube or something like that. Then I can only see it as a as a benefit to your sort of brand, a benefit to your to what you're trying to do with the with the as an artist. So yeah, but yeah. How, yeah, how, 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 how you go? yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say how how's COVID affected sort of just the music industry in general, but you specifically as an artist. So like COVID has affected the music industry in ways that like you know artists can't get out there and perform like they used to perform. So. Remember, when it comes to music, like, the biggest bag for an artist was through doing yeah. shows. Yeah. So it's like, now that they cut that, you know, they need to find different ways of how to generate income. So the labels are literally pushing people to do stuff online, you know, like, do online shows. Like mm -hmm. what Tory Lane's done, he done, like, a whole online concert or something yeah, like that on YouTube. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, it's like labels and artists are finding different ways That's of how to do things differently. But this is what I've been pushing from time that like it's important for an artist to do more than just make music and put music out there. Do you mm. know what I mean? But it's like now people are really, really starting to understand this, but people could have been years, years ahead if they would have thought about this God knows when, do you know what I mean? God knows how long ago. That's but true. it's like, they didn't. It's like, it took this for them to kind of realize and understand that as an artist and as a creative, like there's more to, there's, like, there's more to it than just music. So how it's affected me it's just like obviously I haven't been I haven't been in the studio for a while because I have a marketing company as well. Okay. So I've been focusing on my marketing company. Okay. So it's hard. It's like I'm kind of running two brands right now. Yeah. Like, you know, me as an artist plus that. So sometimes you have to take time out to focus on one thing in order to build that up and then go back to the next and bring that up. Mm. It's mm. about building leverage. Mm. Mm. So for me, leverage, leverage, leverage has always been a big thing. Do you know what I mean? I've always been about 
leverage. And that's what labels want to see. Like when labels come to you and they sign you, they want to see that you have leverage. Yeah. So I feel like it's important to have that leverage, even for like brand deals, you know, like a brand sees the amount of followers you have or whatever, whatever. And they see how consistent you are. Then you'd be like, yeah, you know, like I want to, you know, like I want to do a deal with him because he has this much followers. That's this much reach. Mm-hmm. And he's consistent. And I like his style and I like how he carries himself. Boom. And you'll be surprised at which kind of brands will hit you up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, that's what it's about for me. It's just about building that leverage and just being more of a brand. Like, I've never wanted to be the biggest artist in the world. So I don't have to be in a studio every day. That's never yeah. been my goal. My goal yeah. was just, you know, to become an artist and to make music. I mean, yeah. you can Google me and you can, you know, see that I'm established. Type in Aces, I have a whole Google page and everything. <laughs> so it's just like, for me, like, that's always kind of been, my goal has just always, you know, been to be an artist and to be an entrepreneur, which I already am. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm. I've already made that dream come true. Mm. Now it's just about doing it on a bigger, bigger scale. Mm. But it's like yeah. the things that I wanted to accomplish, I've already accomplished. So yeah. for me, it's like, yeah, like that's what it's about now. It's about looking at different avenues. Mm. And I feel like as an artist, if you look at Jay-Z, look at um, Jay-Z's net worth. Most of the music didn't, most of the money didn't come from music. Yeah. It came from other business endeavors. And that's why yeah. it's so important to, you know, to have that. Look yeah. at Diddy, like with Ciroc. Ciroc's not his, but he partnered with Ciroc and he pushed Ciroc through the music. It's the same thing with Belair. Do you know what I mean? Rick Ross, you know, he pushed Bel Air through the music. Mm. So that's, that's what you have to do. You have to use the music to build leverage. Even clothing lines, you come up with a clothing line, you use your music to promote that, to push that. Mm. So mm. that's what it's really supposed to be about. Do you know what I mean? It, it depends on what kind of artist you want to be. Some artists, like, you know, like they just want to make music all their life. They don't care if they're, if they're living off £100 a month. You know, they're making music all their life is what they want to do. They're yeah. happy with that they're successful in their eyes. You know what I mean? So yeah. you measure success differently. It just depends on what you kind of want to do you, with it. Yeah, what you know what I mean? But with me, I've never tried to be like the biggest artist in the world. I've never tried to be the biggest artist in the UK. I've just always tried to be myself and in my own lane. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I'm doing on my YouTube channel. That's why I haven't dropped anything on these major platforms. Because mm. I wanted to show people that you can do it on your own channel. Yeah. And if I didn't, if I didn't take that, that step, then my channel wouldn't have been on almost 800,000 views. Like, my channel is almost on 800,000 views. You know what I mean? Like, across the channel. But if I would have just listened to what people said, my channel wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't have hit, yeah, wouldn't have hit that number at all. And it's growing, you know, like, it's growing. So for me, it's just like, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your brand. And, you know, people just want to get rich quick scheme or like a, you know, like a quick flip, but, Life doesn't work like that. Do you know what mm. I mean? And if you're trying to build a brand, it's all about longevity anyway. Mm. So you shouldn't look at it like, oh, you know, like this is something I want to build up in three years and then just be finished with it. Yeah. Like, you know, this is something that you should do for the rest of your life. And there's a book on this called um, Ikigai. You guys should go check it out. It's yeah, a Japanese saying. Um, and it's all about like living your life, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, on your purpose and to your yeah. purpose. And that's why like they survive so long out there is because... Like, they live their life to their purpose. And over there, they haven't got a word for retirement. Like, they don't believe in retirement. Mm. Whereas over here, people are so focused on retiring that they don't look at, like, you know, the grand scale of things. Mm. So, for me, it's all about longevity. So, yeah, no, I hear that. Man. That's what it is. No, that's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Um, to be fair, it's like, it is interesting, though, uh, because I feel like the way it's positioned now, people that are more like yourself like have focused on different avenues probably will be in a better position 
musically as well. Um, which is interesting, right? Like, if you really think about it, the music industry itself was quite, like, um, old-fashioned, like, a little bit archaic, yeah. right? It was, it was a simple business model. Like, it's just, yeah. you, sell, you sell records, you sell out shows, and they yeah, had used to be. too much beyond that. Um, and pretty much everything that's come in, they push back against. Like, streaming, they push back against. Like, YouTube and all the people, like, having music on YouTube, they push back against. Mm. So it's like they're kind of fighting against it but now it's like the people who have put themselves in that position to have like an online presence will yeah. should at least like benefit quite a lot from no, you're right, you're right. Talking, about, talking about the music industry being archaic um kanye's been been screaming for the last few weeks about trying to get his masters back um what have you what have you guys thought about all his his rants i mean him pissing on the grammy and everything like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, haven't, like, I haven't i haven't personally looked into it i haven't personally looked into it so i'll let aces go because i i wasn't uh i haven't seen that he pissed on his grammy uh, <laughs> didn't see that. <laughs> I, to be honest i didn't even see that like i just saw the tweets that he put out Wait, you and... didn't see him piss on the grammy bro, nah, bro. No, i just no, saw no, i, I just like i just saw the tweets that he put out and i retweeted it and i'm like yes facts like yeah. because like as an artist it's really important that you own your masters you know like your masters is like the most important thing yeah you know i mean so him trying to get back his masters like there's a lot of weight that your masters holds yeah. you know what i'm saying so it's just like nowadays as well like loads of artists are trying to do things independently do you know mm. what i mean like you don't really need a label anymore but one thing you, you do think, need, you think labels are outdated no like i don't think i don't think labels are outdated well i mean well they're becoming outdated but remember like labels have still got connections and they've still got a network and that's why people kind of want to go to labels yeah because they're like you know they've already got certain connections yeah. they've already got their foot in the door they've already got like you know the marketing budgets and the budgets to push you yeah so that's why i say like leverage is so important but that's why like you should have like another business that is going to help you mm. put money into your music do you mm. know what I mean? So you can kind of become your own label. Yeah. But about that, it's like you would need a major label. Or you would need to sign to a label. Because mm. so, I think, I think, I mean, I've always been sort of lent on the side of independent people being independent rather than labels. But I sort of understand that being signing to a label is firstly not everybody can be independent. Secondly, signing to a label definitely has benefits, and it's, it's uh. But I just think if you look at it now. I mean, Kanye West, is, he's reached the summit of music. Like, he's literally at the pinnacle of music. His masters are probably worth 500 million. He said he's got the money to buy them, and they won't sell it to him. So it kind of begs the question, like, why is it they won't sell it to him? Is it because they, they recognize that they, they basically got it for a steal, and now they're making 80% off of everything he does, compared to him who actually put the work in, made the music only making 20%. Um, and basically, I just think... I don't know, it's kind of made me lean even further towards the whole either staying independent or when they when they artists go and sit down with the labels trying to do some sort of deal where it's it's not like a permanent thing and get your masters or um and even looking at um outside of music, uh the same thing's happening with, with Joe Budden trying to uh, sort of his his dispute with Spotify. Obviously they, they ended their contract with school. Their contract with Spotify ended and they didn't renew it. And he's talking about the same thing. It's like um they're these sort of big corporations are kind of just trying to they they they're building their sort of wealth off of the hard work of the content creators of the creatives the artists etc and they're not sort of trying to compensate the creatives in in 
the way that they should. Yeah. I think it's wrong, to be honest. And um, I think the sort of the industry, something has to happen. The industry has to change because um, the creatives continue to get shaped, basically. And I don't think that's right. So and it's always like that, man. How do you change it? I don't know because I don't think this is the way to go about it, but but I think, um, I mean, Kanye no, that's, that's just funny, though. That's just like, <laughs> that's like the time that yeah, he's trying to get the biggest yeah, artists like together. He's been saying, oh, I want to talk to Drake, J. Cole, and Kendrick. I want to sit down with all, all three of you. Let's get our masters back. I want to win everyone's masters or get everyone's masters back. But I think coming from Kanye, it's difficult to take it seriously because of his past ranting on any and everything, and also because. Everything he does seems to have a sort of egotistical, kind of selfish aspect to it. Like, I reckon if um, Sony and Universal called him up and said, all right, you can have all your masters back, then you wouldn't hear anything else. You wouldn't hear him talking about trying to get masters for everyone else. Because mm. once he's sorted, I think he... But I don't know. Like, he might actually try to be trying to change the industry and get everybody to sort of have ownership in it. But I think... I don't know. I just think it's important that... Um, the sort of ownership aspect, I think, is very important. And that's what that's what Nipsey Hussle pushes, man. And that's why I'm such a yeah, big man. fan of Nipsey, you know, because yeah. he pushes ownership and everything like that. So, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's, it's super important because super yeah. important. No, but I'm just saying it's it's difficult, right? Like if you're talking about someone signing their first contract or whatever. Like Which will probably be a 360 like, though, so cases. you're gonna get like messed up anyway. Yeah. Then, so then, how do you solve that? Like, you can't. I mean, you can, even if you got the, the masters back for everyone who's currently in the industry, how do you stop people from signing yeah, away their finesse. masters? Yeah, yeah. I feel like people, people nowadays aren't. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs because people don't really sort of detail their their deals and stuff. But I feel like. That, that at least the knowledge is out there that when I come to sit down with the label, I don't have to just take what they put on the table. I can like, actually negotiate, see if... Because I've heard that there's these like deals where you can sort of license, like, so for a few years, they you, like, it's basically you use the label as a services company rather than being under the label. So it's like you use them for the marketing service and the sort of press and all the things that they can get you. And they get a sort of cut and everything. It's kind of like publishing, like like like, like yeah, a publishing yeah, deal. Exactly. Yeah, and once you yeah, like a pub deal, and like once you or like a single deal or an album deal. Yeah, and then I feel like you, single deals and album and album deals are good. It's better than you know you signing away your whole your yeah, whole name. It's like once once you but you need to know what you have to do that right. Like yeah. you need to like know what is possible for you. Plus, you probably need to have someone there, like some sort of a team, well. someone to help you with the contract negotiations, like. Yeah, and don't, don't take their lawyers as well because that's what they do. Yeah, don't take their lawyers as well because a lot of them will tell you, Oh, look, if you need a lawyer, we got a lawyer, but that lawyer's a part of their team. So yeah. you go and listen to this lawyer, and you know, that labels have been the lawyer's best interest. So they're telling you this and that. You sign a deal thinking you're good, but that that, that label's lawyer is their, is their lawyer. Yeah, nice. Do you know what I mean? And that's happened. Yeah, that's that's happened a lot. Yeah, yeah, man. You always got to read the. You always got to read the fine prints on contracts yeah. in any situation. I was, I, was, I, was looking, I was looking into. You see the the um, Joe Budden thing because I feel like that's quite pertinent because a lot of pod, like podcasting is kind of blowing up at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's an industry in itself. Yeah. Um. So obviously, there are going to be opportunities flying left, right, and center for all sorts of podcasts. And I feel like people are sort of looking. Like people sort of saw. Right, I've signed with Spotify, so I've I've kind of made it, kind of thing. And now he's here complaining about him making more money off doing eight versions of his uh, eight episodes of his pull-up show on YouTube. Made more money off that than doing two episodes a week on Spotify for um, two years. 
And it's like, I think, because I looked into it and I, I saw that the reason Spotify, I've noticed a lot of the streaming companies are sort of trying to push the sort of podcasting aspect of their, their, sub, of their platform. And the reason they're doing that is because they, they don't make much money off of the music streaming because the labels take so much out of it. Because obviously if you want to have an artist's music on your streaming platform, you have to sort of pay the label to have, because the label yeah, yeah, yeah. is master, so you have to pay the label to get all their music on the streaming thing. And they've realized that with podcasting, um, there's no music, like record labels that you have to go through. So you can get as access to the content without having to pay this mad overhead and stuff. And that's the reason that firstly music, like artists see such like small amounts of money from the streaming. Cause like they, they make like a quarter of a penny or something like that. From 0. 0.004 pence um, per Spotify it's, it's stream, bro. Because it's like, bro, and it's like, and I do understand to an uh, a thousand to an streams is like four pound. Like that's, um, that's I, I do extend to uh, understand to an extent because I saw the other day Hamza. She she um she's an artist, a UK artist. She's an R&B singer. She tweeted that um if everybody that all my monthly listeners on Spotify just bought my album, then she would recoup and she'd be fine. But the thing is, like people that your monthly listeners aren't your biggest fans. Like Spotify allows you to sort of be a window shopper. You can just listen to an artist here and there. You don't have to be invested into that artist, but. At the same time, I think it's just a shake. Like if if the platform is built off of these people's content, to give them what what do you say zero point zero 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 four or something of a penny per stream, is it's a bit of a piss And then even when Spotify did their um uh they had like a conference or something, uh, an event earlier in the year, and then the question was put to the CEO of Spotify, like, are you going to change the sort of model to make it a bit fairer for the the creators, for the artists and stuff? They basically said, nah, like, we just need to put out more music and just, uh, like, agree with our algorithm and it will work for you. And then they point out examples like Drake and stuff. And it's like, bro, like, not everybody is going to be on Drake's level of streaming where they have a billion streams that they put a song out. So it's like... Yeah, you can't really use Drake as the, like... Um, but yeah. even Drake has a massive machine, like, machine behind him, you know? He I mean, Drake, Drake is the number one who's... Him, he doesn't own his masters either. He's, out, he's off yeah. his deal now, so moving forward, he probably owns... He's probably eating way more, but he's like, still hella rich, though. <laughs> he's still hella rich, but as they say, too much money ain't enough money. You know, that's what Lil Wayne says in one of his. But the way I see it is like, if if it's it's a bit like what Kanye was tweeting. It's like, I feel like artists so far, I feel like we've been sort of blinded by the sort of extravagance and the wealth and everything. And then it's even on um, on Stay Scheming when Drake says that bar about like tell Lucian like to clear out the budget for me or whatever and lucian gave him he's the ceo of un uh, universal i think he gave a interview saying that yeah basically whatever drake wants you just sign on the dotted line because it's drake yeah but the point is if lucian is deciding how much money you get then you'll be in shake still because regardless if he gives you 500 million it means he's giving you that money he means, it means he's got more and he's making more of your of your your yeah, of course. team it's an investment man it's an investment do you know what I mean? So like people, I think I think people have to understand labels as well. It's like they're investing in you. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's an investment. So true. like you 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 can't be mad at me if you're coming to me with a business proposition and you need my help and I expect something in return. You yeah. can't be mad at me. Do you know I what I'm saying? Say, so, I would say what, what they what they expect in return is too much, though. I, that, yeah, but then it's up to you. It's up to you to sign that, and that's where the deal is. Like that's not my fault. I can, I, I, I've written it on a piece of paper. I've written on a piece of paper. You come to me. I'm going to give you, say, like, to keep the math simple, £100, and in return, you give me £1,000. It sounds crazy, but I put it in a contract. Yes. You signed it. That's not on me. 
That's when you decide. Yeah, no, I, you can negotiate. I definitely think artists need to take some accountability for sort of agreeing to these dodgy deals and stuff. But I think just now, especially with all the information that's available out there, I just feel like something has to change. I don't know how. I don't know if there's like a union for for artists or something. But I feel like <laughs> something I think has there to is. change because it's it's just um, there's too many examples of and even massive artists like Megan Thee Stallion with the other day, uh, not the other day, but like a few months ago, was talking about how she only made like 15k or something off her first project. Some like she made something tiny off of her first project, and the label ate all of it. Which, to be fair, if you come to someone and you're just listen, I've got, I've got some dope freestyle freestyles out there, and they're picking up traction. I feel like I can be a massive artist. They still have it's a massive risk on their part. They have to put. Yeah, up. that's what I'm saying. And remember, like labels, like labels sign a ton of people hoping that one will pop. So yeah. they've still got to pay for the little artists as well, you know. So it's like they'll grab like a bunch of artists, say like uh, I don't know, to keep the math simple, 100 artists, hoping that one of them will pop. But yeah. they've still got to pay for 99 other artists, even if yeah. that one artist does pop. So they need to take money from that artist to cover the expenses yeah. of yeah. the other artists. So you, yeah. so it's like, yeah, you know, like obviously, you know, like yeah, like people are against labels, whatever, whatever. But you have to understand like the business model as well. Do you know what I mean? And at the same time, like I was talking about this the other day. When it comes to business, there's not supposed to be emotion with it. You're not supposed to, you know, share emotion with business. That's why, like, you know, when it comes to trading stocks and stuff, that's why, like, a lot of stockbrokers go broke and a lot of traders go broke is because, like, they trade off of emotions. Okay. You can't trade off of emotions. Okay. It's the same thing for business. You can't do business off of emotions, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's supposed to be completely emotionless. So when it comes to, like, the labels, of course, they're going to move cold-hearted because it's business. Mm. So, like, if I start a clothing line, yeah, you're my bro and whatever, whatever, but you can't expect to get 50% off of me just because you're my bro. Mm-hmm. Like this is a business we're talking about. Do you know what I mean? So you, you like you need to understand I have expenses too. Yeah. That t-shirt must have cost like, like might have cost me God knows how much. My profit margin might not even be that high. Mm-hmm. And then you're still coming and asking me for discount. Do you know what I'm saying? So like that's what I'm saying. Like just because you're my bro, like, yeah, you know, you're my bro, yeah, look after me, whatever, whatever. But business is business. And to be good at business, you you, you can't you can't attach emotions to it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you, you gotta. Like, you know, like, like, like we look at it from like the artist's perspective, but you have to understand the label's perspective as well. Yeah. And as an artist, obviously, I would look at it from the artist's perspective, but as a, like, as a business owner as well, I look at it from a business perspective. Mm. I think, um, I just think it's good that, even if Kanye doesn't succeed and get his masters back or whatever, I think it's good that at least some more of a spotlight, because it's not like Kanye's saying anything new. People have been talking about this forever. Um, people have been talking about it all the time. But I think somebody like Kanye, just sort of drives home the point that even the most successful because you can't like Kanye is effectively the most successful musician like yeah, he yeah, reached the sure. pinnacle of yeah for sure music. long time like, ago yeah like everyone else like the, the pinnacle that any artist would be aiming for Kanye's reached it and if he's if even he's complaining that shows that something's deeply wrong and at least it will, it will sort of get people to be a bit more when they come to sign and stuff, they'll be a bit more wary about it. And also, it will, yeah. I think it will shift the perspective. Like, you see when people sign a deal and they celebrate, oh, look, look, I've signed with blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I think, obviously, the overwhelming reaction is usually one of, like, congratulations, well done, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think, I sort of, obviously, they're not going to reveal the details of their deal. But just sort of looking, looking to see, rather than rushing to he preys on them for signing, sort of looking to see what kind of deal it is. Because there's a lot of people that celebrate when they sign. A couple of years down the line, they're like, brother, I wish I'd never signed that thing. Like, look at Nadia Rose. She hasn't been able to drop me. I mean, she dropped something in summer. 
But prior to that, she hadn't been able to drop for a couple of years because the label was there blocking her and everything. And like, now you might even argue that she sort of missed her window of, of yeah, exactly. when she was most popping. Exactly. Because when she had sort of some songs that were popping, the label sat like blocked her from putting anything else up. So, um, but yeah, no, I think I think um, that's like, that's like they use like they use manipulation tactics. So I've been reading the Forty Eight Laws of Power, right? Okay. And if you read the 48 Laws of Power, like you understand, you know, like manipulation tactics, but there's a lot of like manipulated people in our society that we come across every day that may manipulate us even subconsciously. And, you know, they might not even know that they're manipulating us, but they're manipulating us. Mm-hmm. But whenever it comes to like, you know, like the top CEOs of the world, like they're very manipulative people. Like people yeah. argue that like that they have psychopathic tendencies because they do. They have psychopathic tendencies. But that, that links back to... To, to business and having no emotion with the business. So I feel like when it comes to labels, they you they definitely use certain principles in the 48 laws of power. Like mm. they use deceit, like they use this, they use that to drag you in and to get you in. And then as soon as you're in and as soon as you sign that line, it's like you've already, that's why they call it selling your soul because you've already signed that dotted line. Do you know what I mean? Like that signature means everything. Do you know what I mean? And then it's just like, okay, because you sign that line, now they can really manipulate you. You know, if you're talking about like leaving a label, okay, we're not gonna let you drop anything. If yeah. you're talking about this and that, okay, like you know, like we're gonna mess up your budget. Mm. You know, like you've already made us our money. We don't have to make you any more money. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So like they can really be manipulative like that. That's why like mm. it's important for artists to understand the deals that they're signing as well. Because I've spoke to UK artists and I've asked them, what deal did you sign? They don't even know the deal themselves. Um, I mean, this and I'm is like, what, that's crazy. Um, this is what Joe and I've heard like one artist. I'm not trying to say his name, but from the UK saying that he um that his label takes 80% of his streaming income and he only takes 20%. 80%. And the streaming income isn't even mad like that either. So. I'm like, that's insane. Um, I don't know what deal that was, but it's crazy. And especially like when it comes to 360 deals, sometimes it's like, even if you have like a business outside music, like they can still take profits from that. That's what's like, what they like they own you. 360 though. Like what? what like is, the 360 was like everything, like merch, um, streaming, yeah, 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 merch streaming, shows, everything. Because they realize okay, that you're making the majority like, of their money. Basically, the, you're saying, like, yeah, pretty much all profits that come in. Yeah. Because they, basically, they realize business, that bro, making even the from other of business, their money is a brand. Exactly. Than, but even from mm-hmm. other business, if you were to set up another business, even, they can still take money from that. Mm. Even if it's not music related. That's what Spotify was trying to do to Joe Budden and them. them look. They were trying to take money off of um, Rory's Lollapalooza thing. It's like, bro. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's like, he had to Bro, he's like, bro, I've been doing this for like, are you are you dumb? Like, you listen to my podcast. I've said about how shit 360s are. You think I'm just gonna sign everything away like that? <laughs> but their 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 perspective is probably the one uh, from the perspective like the reason you're um, you're popping the way your love you are. is so big, or the reason you're uh, you're like Lollapalooza is so big because of the visibility we've given you through the podcast. So I mean, that's their, that's their perspective. Yeah. That's their perspective. That's the, I don't I don't know how true that is, man. I think oh, definitely in a lot of cases at the start it would definitely be you know if we didn't throw this mad marketing budget behind you, then um, you wouldn't get to this level. But also in a lot of times it's like. Like that's the whole point of recouping. Like all the money they pour in for you to put out the album and everything, you make that back off the album. So now that I've made, it's a bit like if I paid a mortgage on the house here, yeah, and then I finally paid off the mortgage, and the bank still owns the house, I'll be vexed. I'll be like, bro, so why was I paying this thing back? Like, <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> 
No, but the bank, the bank um, uh, makes interest, right? They don't just earn it. Yeah, back. No, an interest, but, uh, even <laughs> even once you recruit and you paid off all the interest, everything, like they still don't give you back the masters. And then, <laughs> so it's like, so why why am I recouping? Why am I paying you back if you're gonna keep it anyway? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I think I think labels, you know, like they want like lifelong relationships from the artist. Because yeah. if the artist is giving them the bag, then why are they just gonna? You know, stop getting a bag when they can still receive the that's bag. Why, so. That's why even when Kanye has the money to buy the masters, but the masters are worth half a, half a billion. Because like, they can do that. Yeah, like they can do that now anyway, because they're like, well, we own your masters. Yeah, we don't so want to we sell. have exactly we have something on you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So then I mean, it's same just... thing happened with um uh what's his name? Diddy and Mace. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's um Yeah man, I don't know, it's, it's um like there's there's a lot of angles you could take with it looking at it as well, because if you look at the demographic that owns these labels compared to the demographic that are making the music exactly yeah everybody knows about that everybody knows about that but like sometimes you gotta look at like you know like i agree with obviously you know like what you're talking about with the spotify and joe bud and stuff sometimes it is like well it's like if you if you keep going you know your own way like you might not have got all of the success that you have do you know what i'm saying so sometimes that like, you do kind of need to I wouldn't say you do need to, but like taking certain steps and going on certain platforms would for sure help you. Yeah. And it's like, if it wasn't for those steps or that platform, then you wouldn't have gotten to the place that you are today. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And that's just, that's just what it is. So yeah. at the same time, like, you know, sometimes you got to kind of like count your losses and look at it like, well, like I wouldn't have made a million if I didn't, you know, sign to this label, even though they that's made true. 5 billion off of me, I might not have made a million in the independent route. No, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So you've got to kind of like look at things like that and like weigh it out. So that's what I mean. Like it all depends like what you want. You know, like you might have wanted to make a million all your life and you signing that deal, you made a million that like you've already accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. Do you know what I mean? But then you could be somebody else where it's like, you just want to make as much money as you want. So you look at that million like it's petty. Like I made a million, but I want to make a billion type thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like it depends on like what angle you're kind of approaching it on. And at the same time, like a lot of these labels, as I said, like they have ownership over you so they can tell you when to drop things. They tell you the type of music to make, the type of artists to do features with, what to wear, da 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 Again, manipulation. Yeah. They control you. I mean, this it goes into like literally every industry. I mean, I saw a video the other day. It was Big Nasty talking about um, uh, his show, the Big Nasty show on Channel 4. Oh, yeah, now my boy was talking about this. Yeah, you're saying the stuff that they offered him, everything they offered him. They, they offered him like, two, like 2k for a series or something. And they wanted to offer him a grand an episode for, for yeah. and stuff. And then he was just saying, like, he kept saying no, etc. They kept coming back, coming back, increasing the budget, increasing the budget. Uh, even though he kept saying, like, no, we, we prefer if we could see the budget before we make a decision on how much to sign for. And they're leaving, they're not coming to tell him the budget. They just because, like, these, they, these lot have keys to give us. And I'm thinking, fam, if we're the ones making the I mean, I'm not an artist and stuff, but or, uh, I don't have a show or anything, but if I'm the one making the content and i should be making the majority of, of what's going on like you guys are should, technically you guys are helping me you're working for me so why am i not making the most but um yeah man i'm all here for for kanye and his cultural communism man but the 48 laws of power talks about that like they talk about kind of like putting out a figure and then when somebody hears a figure kind of pulling back because then it's like how do I explain it? Because then it's like, so like, all right, so you basically make somebody feel like they need you mm. more than you need them. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you'll put out a figure like, do you know what? Like, I'll give you, say, yeah, like 2K for this episode and yeah. I can do X, Y, Z for you that will get you here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then he's like thinking, thinking, and then you just pull back. You just go like, okay, well, do you know what? Like, you took too long to 
to get, you know, to like to contact me back, whatever, whatever, you fall back. Then now mm. the other person's in like scarcity mode, innit? Because they're thinking yeah, yeah, like, yeah, damn. Yeah, yeah. And then when they come back to you, then you'd be like, well, look, like it's gonna have to be 6K now because I offered you 2K before, yeah. but you didn't want it. Do you know what I mean? And you still kind of play off of the, you play off of the hope that, you know, um, if you sign for this, I can get you that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And if they don't take it there, you do the same thing again. You'd be like, well, now it's going to be, you know, like like uh, 10K, whatever, whatever. Do you know what I mean? Well, actually, in this situation, you're going back down. So you'd be like, rather than 2K, it'll be, you know, 500 now and it'll be like 100 now and da-da-da-da-da. So that's kind of like how it works. But that's like another manipulation tactic that no, a lot of right. people don't know you're about. Right. Right. Do you know what I mean? So... That's why it's so important to do things DIY because at least you understand skill as well. And um, do you know what I mean? It might take you, it, it might take you even longer, but at least you haven't got to worry about people controlling you or whatever, yeah. whatever. And you might just make enough to get by, but at least you, at least you have freedom. Like, and freedom mm. is the most important thing. Freedom. And I remember I watched, I watched the episode of um, Half Past Podcast not too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watch that all the time. Yeah, poet was on it, and I mean, poet. I'm not the, always the biggest fan of him because I feel like. He chats a lot of shit, and I feel like he, he always goes on the most roundabout route to get to whatever point he's trying to make. But he did say something yeah. on, on one episode. They were talking. I think they were talking about the Joe Budden thing, and they were talking, and, and he was, oh no, they were talking about Kanye, I think, and he was talking about basically he said if you don't have a plan, you're part of someone else's plan, which really yeah. sort of sat with me because I'm like, it's true. If you come into this thing and think, oh, I just want to blow and stuff, but you don't have some sort of plan, they're gonna use you. And then not only that as well, he talked about. When he takes these interviews, uh, these uh, sorry meetings with, um, you know, big uh, sort of production companies, big TV channels, whatever, he always tells them to come and meet at his yard, and they were like, they were saying, oh, why, why not come to the office, everything, and he basically said like, like you were saying, the manipulation tactics and all that kind of stuff. He's like, it's more kind personal. of, it's like if he's having to step into their space, it's more personal. They've, they've already got a sort of dominant in, in the interaction. They're kind of dominant. Exactly. Whereas if, wait, exactly. if he's in his yard, he said, "Listen, I'm comfortable. I'm here in my pajamas. You guys are the ones that are uncomfortable." Exactly. In my house. Exactly. And he's exactly. like, "Now, now let's let's talk business and stuff." And I think that that was very. Um, that was very telling. To me. It's good. It's good that he knew that though, because a lot of people don't know that. No, it's it's that the same thing out there, so that other people can understand. Other people can understand, like, see, but that's a manipulation wearing, tactic. Yeah, because everyone's wearing a suit and it's a big office and everything doesn't mean you should let the, you should sell yourself. Again, short. perception as well is perception as well. You know, like just because you see them in suits and everything in a big office, it's perception. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it did, like, like, actually, like the forty-eight laws of power. They talk about something else. It's like if somebody takes you out on a mill and offers to pay for your food, don't take it. Because as soon as you take it, then they're like, okay, well, I know that he likes freebies. Like, he likes free stuff. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know what I mean? I know that I can give out a little something and he's going to take it. Yeah. So don't take it. Oh, and then they'll feel like... I might still take the free bill, but... They can understand that. Like, they can understand your character. And then they'll be like, well, because, because I've done this for you, you got to do something for me now. Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 that's what people think. That's what people think. The thing is, that's what people think, bro. Yeah, but that's, but that's, but that's, but that's how the average man would think. You give me something, I have to give you something back. Because then you'll feel bad, like, oh, well, you know, he did, like, you know, like, he did give me this and da 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 So that's kind of like how it is. That's another manipulation. You make a good point, man, about it's what, depends what you want. I think my point is, I want people to want more for themselves, especially artists and stuff. I want them to want more than just getting a gold chain or getting a, a whip or yes, whatever. Bro. I want them to want more because... I assets, feel like it, assets. It's about yeah, because I feel assets, like it affects man. all of us as well. If they're signing away all their ownership in this team, then we come, we come to... Um, I mean, I remember seeing it all the time when, when um, 
during the whole um, Black Lives Matter protests and stuff, people posting stuff, they say like, you know, black culture keeps the, the world moving, etc. They say, um, how can you, you know, care about so much about our culture but not about our lives and i'm thinking brother we don't own the culture so obviously no, 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 like we let it's not it's not like there's anything stopping them from coming in we listening about to the music, not well. caring about black lives and stuff so it's we like about this yesterday but some, well. some of the owners needs to go on the artists and stuff for signing away all the ownership so that they can get a whip or some chains or whatever because it's like you can't you can't do that sign everything away then turn around and be like oh you guys consume the songs but you don't care about black issues and stuff like that that, that, that's that's so that's I kind of just even though I understand yeah it depends on what people want I want people to want more for themselves for themselves yeah exactly exactly so I feel like I feel like but 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 remember like if people don't educate themselves then they'll never know this stuff yeah you know I'm saying that's yeah, why it's yeah, so yeah. important that's why but it's again, so there's important no, there's to read no excuse for not educating yourself because there's, there's no so much, excuse there's so much people think yeah it's not like you have to go you need to learn this stuff this stuff 100 percent, 100 percent. no but that's what i'm saying right like if you i probably I, yourself, I probably know more things than the average person that goes to uni you know what i mean I, I read a lot of books i watch a lot of podcasts da, 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 da. Yeah. no no i'm just saying if you educate yourself and you know how it works and you decide like i would rather take the deal mm. and like yeah, man, that's going to manage the things yeah, for me. And they're going to take a cut, but I might like potentially have a bigger earning potential. Yeah. More power to you. Because then you have to change the way that people think about money. And that's not specific to music, that's just in general. That's, that's business. But the thing is, as well, though, even if you, if you do all the educating, everything, yeah, I don't believe anyone that's done the educating and stuff will, will like educate themselves about everything will turn around and say, I want to take a 20% cut and let the label have 80%. If I tell you that that 20% cut is still equates to you getting a million versus doing it yourself, probably you're... My, my point is, it's not, it's not like, it's not one or the other. It's not like, do, do it all yourself. Or, but it's just like negotiating so you get... Yeah, yeah there's negotiations. But yeah. I'm just saying like, there are... I would assume there are some benefits of signing with the label. You get the yeah, budget, there is. You get like yeah. someone who plans your stuff out. Yeah, there's definitely benefits. Yeah, there's definitely benefits. So it's just like you have to. It would have to be dependent on just a lot of things have to change. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a start. It's definitely a start. We should educate people, but like a lot yeah, of things exactly. will have to. But then again, like it does depend on how you use your money as well, you know. So you can be an artist that has an 80 20 percent deal, but if you if you invest your money in the right things, you know, you might boost up that 20 percent to another 80 percent. Do you know what I mean? That's what Kanye Kanye did, and now he's got the money to try and buy it back. But they say, exactly, yeah, because for the label, they're saying that these masters are worth more, yeah, exactly, exactly. and they own it, and they own it, so they cancel it. it. Exactly, it's like you're trying to buy it back from me. It's like you (laughs) sell me, you sell me this box right here you know what i mean i brought this bottle for 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 a pound and then you really want this bottle back i cancel it to you for 20 pound <laughs> and you're looking at me like what but like you bought it for a pound i don't care this is my bottle now I own it. <laughs> if you want it you gotta buy it for 20 pound i'm sorry but you do because this is my bottle now i own it it's only fair yeah, 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 so yeah. it's crazy no but it's even more than that like if he's willing to buy it for half a bill that means it currently is worth half a bill <laughs> so <laughs> then they're saying on top of that all of the future stuff that like um you are whatever uh like the 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 radio play is going to get in the future the advertising is good like projects is going to be on in the future in terms of samples etc etc that they might be saying i think it's worth more than what you are willing to pay for it mm. like so but that's the, that's what i'm saying because kanye 
is like off of that, whatever the deal he signed, he then went on to do so much stuff, right? Like he got that clout. Now he's doing Yeezys. Now he's doing a hundred other things, right? I mean, so then what you have to say is like, cause from the label's perspective, and I'm not even trying to take the label side. I'm just trying to like, yeah, say, yeah from the label's perspective, you could, you could look at it like, I mean, you wouldn't have made that without me. Like you, you, I don't see why you have an issue. Like the weirded like reason that <laughs> you're at the level you're playing at today. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, because the label's not obliged. I remember on that episode that um, of thing, the half cast, poet was trying to make it out like the labels have to listen to Kanye. I'm thinking, bro, they can air him for the next 100 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, my I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. But, um, no, a good conversation. Listen, Aces, yeah. uh, great to have you on, man. It's always, it's always it. nice to, to chat to you. Always give a. Always, always dropping gems, man. Always dropping gems. I remember last yeah, time you put a lot about networking, but this time. I'll forever it, drop gems, it, man. Trust yeah, me, that's just the kind of <laughs> character that I am. Yeah, if there's is there anything else you want to sort of um, plug, anything you want to you know, talk about? Music-wise, I have written a few songs, I'm not going to lie. So I have a few songs written there on my phone, like, ready to record. Okay. Uh, it's just when when I'm going to record, because obviously because of the lockdown or whatever, whatever, I'm not using the lockdown as an excuse, because <laughs> even before the lockdown, I haven't really been too active. But during the lockdown, obviously, the studio was closed, and my engineer now, he's thinking about, getting into management and maybe not even engineering anymore. So, you know, like his studio times here, there and everywhere. I got a book a certain amount of days in advance now to even mm. get a slot. Mm. And it's like, when it comes to music as well, like you, you have to have, you have to be in the right mood. You have to have the right kind of inspiration to make certain mm. songs. Mm. Da, 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 da. So, but like, you know, like I want to do that, but then again, it's like, I'm still so deeply ingrained in my other focus that it's like, I'm just trying to see how I'm going to do that transition. Cause I don't want to just come out with a song and then not, you know, not drop another song again for another year. You know, yeah. I don't like that. I like to be consistent. So, but yeah, I mean, for sure, soon something will come, but I can't put a date on that. But content-wise, I'm, I'm definitely planning on putting out content, you know, like within the next few days, you know what I mean? If not tomorrow, because we're doing this right now. Hopefully this, mm. this drops today, then I'll plug this one on my YouTube. I'll um, put it on the community post. I'll plug this one on my YouTube. But... um yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely plan on making more content because it's, it's like with me, like I never stop dropping content. It's just like I might drop content on different channels, you know what I mean? Different uh, platforms, sorry. Mm -hmm. So like on Twitter, I might drop certain things. And then if you if you got my Snapchat, which uh, everyone watching this should go add Aces Official, um, I, do, I, do, I do different things on my Snapchat. So yesterday I, I was talking all about the 48 Laws of Power, the, um, the Art of Seduction, uh, the Art of War, the 50th Law, et cetera, et cetera. I was talking about all that stuff on my Snapchat, but it's like, I didn't put it on my YouTube. Do you know what mm. I mean? So like in different places, you talk about different things. So that's why it's so important if you are um, willing to lock in with an artist or just anyone that you follow or th that you like to follow them on numerous platforms because, you know, they drop things on, 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 on different places. But yeah. for YouTube, for sure, I'm definitely planning on dropping more content on there, more reaction videos, uh, maybe even just discussions or whatever. Because I remember I was doing like little like... Uh, little discussions like kind of like um just talking about like 
I don't know, like the difference between an, an abundant mindset and a scarcity yeah, mindset. Yeah, just different that, things oh, like that. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I want, I want to make more videos like that, and I just yeah. want to provide value, man. For me, I'm all about providing value. So, anyway, yeah. I can provide value and help somebody else out and better somebody else's life, then I'm down. I hear that, man. I hear that. I mean, you're, you're here, man. We're, we're, we're always supporting. Always supporting. Love, man. Um, but yeah, it is Ace is official on all platforms, and you know, like if you guys want to check out my music as well, it's Ace is on all. You know, uh, streaming platforms, be it Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music, uh, SoundCloud, Deezer, Napstar, <laughs> iHeartRadio, whatever the hell it is that you use, like, it's there. You don't want to talk about Brooklyn real quick? So, obviously, like, um, yeah, like, Brooklyn, um, I made that track in New York when I went out there September 2019. Uh, I did go out there to make more music, but obviously, you know, people have other things going on in their life and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, as we all do, so sometimes you might plan something and it doesn't quite go to plan, but I, I put out other content as well. Anyway, you can go on my YouTube channel, you see the vlogs I put out, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, yeah, man, I had, a, I had a good time out there with New York, I went Philly. So I plan to go out to America again next year. Uh, but I plan to go to Atlanta this time, you know, like I've never been to Atlanta before. So I plan to go to Atlanta or LA, one of the two, uh, maybe even both, who knows. But uh, yeah, for me, you know, like I, I definitely uh, try to go to the States every year. Since 2017, I have been going consistently. So um, you're definitely going to see more content there. But yeah, Brooklyn, you know, like I made that out in uh, Flatbush, uh, New York with my boy Swayze McGrady and two twins called The One Way. Um, and yeah, you know, he he took his time to get it back to me, but, you know, he done what he done. He got it back to me and then I dropped it, you know. So for us, it's just like, you know, like 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 maybe like the standard of like the audio quality may not have been like there, there, but he's just like, you know what? Like it's a, it's, it's a good song. Just put it out, you know. Sometimes it's not always about, you know, having the most finest, you know, quality anything. Sometimes people just want content. So we put that song out and yeah, people like it. So that's the, yeah, that's the, that's the concept behind that. And I, I guess like Brooklyn, I don't know, like it probably just came from them being in Brooklyn and the guy coming up with a hook, like, yeah, you know, we out here in Brooklyn, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of came in with the UK sound and then I mm-hmm. spoke about the concept Brooklyn then I added it with like, you know, the UK spin, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, to be honest, I actually wanted to talk about um, Black History Month because obviously we Black History Month, but we are uh, we don't really have time. I need to, I need to that's cool, man. Yeah, like so, I actually got to go as well because yeah, I got we'll, to do we'll, so. um, we'll probably get into that another episode. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, um, yeah. In terms of from us, we got some some stuff coming. I think basically we got the videos from our event last year. Um, I've, I've I've managed to track them down. It's hard to get them, so <laughs> I think I'm gonna release them gradually over over the month. But yeah, it's like a year. A, it's better late than never, kind of figured it. So <laughs> should get Shay Biz on here soon, man. Yeah, no, I need to I need to shout. Yeah. Him. I saw him at, I saw him at Carnival last year. Um, he's everywhere. He's he's like um, me. He's everywhere. Oh yeah. Going carnival as a six foot six guy is a different experience, bro. I've never done it myself, but I can think from the girls around him, I said, bro, this guy. But anyway. Yeah, nah, <laughs> I, I, exactly. I, I wouldn't be able to relate. I'm 5'10". No, I, was, uh, I, I can't relate, man. I digress. I digress. Um, anyway, yeah, so thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Uh, you've listened to 2Gs in a pod. Uh, we'll be yep. back soon, and we're going to leave you with Brooklyn by Aces. Cheers. <laughs> Two G's on the bell, yeah, I'm feeling this girl, now I'm feeling myself.